Welcome again to the Not Your Normal Social Emotional Learning Podcast. My name is Nini White, and this episode's subject is delicate yet extremely important. And because of its importance, I've reached out to a couple of highly respected teachers to share their insights and experience with all of us. Listening to this podcast will expand your perspective on the topic of apologies and very likely confirm your own deepest insights about the ways and means of effective apologies for young children's formative interactions. I am so grateful to longtime teachers Deborah Stewart and Bill Hodder for their contributions, different each from the other, yet entirely and completely complementary, and both so wise. Remembering how we felt when we were kids, I've always thought, is one valuable gateway into helping our young students to develop into the confident, connected, and considerate individuals they want and deserve to be now and long into their futures. What did you want when you were a kid and you felt wronged? Did you want to ruin everyone's life? Did you want to be the center of everyone's universe? Did you really think that you and your needs were all that anyone should care about? (laughs) Let's be honest, there was some of that in all of us, but very likely there was still room for other thoughts and other feelings too. Maybe you, like I, just needed help to acknowledge the full range of our own feelings so that our thoughts, feelings, and perspectives could stretch enabling us to get along better with others in ways that were honest, authentic, and fair and balanced. By the age of four, kids are ready to share how much they know and to expand their points of view so they can self-sufficiently choose behaviors that work better for everyone, including themselves rather than just themselves. And apologies are a big part of that but they have to be real. We all know that. So now we're going to learn from our guests just how to um, how they handle apologies in genuine and authentic ways that really make a difference in kids' lives. First, we'll hear from Deborah Stewart and then from Bill Hodder. I trust, fully trust, that you'll... Uh, appreciate their heartful wisdom. And as always, we would love to hear your reactions. Okay. Wonderful. Well, um, uh, okay. So Deborah, um, apologies, regrets, um, making things right, getting kids to know how to, or getting kids to take responsibility for that. Honestly, there's a way that you handle situations when one kid acts in a way that doesn't work for another or other kids. And I would love for you to share your insights and your experience, please. Well, sure. Um, let's talk about the word, I'm sorry. You know, typically I'll see teachers really stress the importance in their classroom that the child should, if a child hurts another child, the 
child who did the hurting should go up to the child who's the victim and say, I'm sorry. And sometimes saying I'm sorry turns into being, let's say that child refuses to say I'm sorry. Then it becomes now a new battle between you and the child over. It it creates problems because I'm sorry. Uh, Why do we say it? Why do we want the child to say it? So let's think about why teachers want their students to say I'm sorry or parents want their child to say I'm sorry. Typically, one, maybe because it just seems like it's good manners. You know, it's a polite thing to do. We should mm-hmm. teach our children to say, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Another reason is so the child has some accountability for their actions. You know, so these all can seem like really good reasons. And then the other one is I hear a lot of people um, think that it's a way of helping a child learn empathy, you know, for the, what they cause, the pain they cause or the hurt. Mm-hmm. So those are some reasons why people tend to to advocate for, you know, we should teach our children to say, I'm sorry. Now, I'm not here to tell you that you should never teach your child to say, I'm sorry. But in the classroom setting, there's a way to do that that is more authentic and genuine. And what we want to do is model the, the idea of being sorry, not necessarily enforce the words. So, for example, a child hurts another child. The child comes to you crying, I've been hurt. The first temptation might be, you need to say you're sorry. But if they refuse, again, you end up with another problem. Now they're refusing to listen to you. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing that, you, you can intervene on everyone's behalf and say, you know what, I'm so sorry. You can model what just happened. I'm so sorry that that hurt you. Oh. So you tell the child that you're so sorry because you are, you're modeling empathy, you're modeling that behavior, you're modeling the words for the child who's probably watching this going on. All right. Mm -hmm. If not, if the child who did the hurting is not watching, then you go over and you bring them over and then you say to the child that's hurting, I'm so sorry this happened. And then you can talk to both of the children about what happened, what happened and how, you know, how did it make us feel? If you feel like you need to go down these paths, then let's talk about the actual, um, what really is meaningful to the children in that moment, depending on the age of the child, what's meaningful. Um, but at the minute you turn it into a battle of saying, I'm sorry, yeah. you've lost the opportunity to model what true empathy and, and um, apology and a, a, a feel, feeling badly about what happened looks like, you sure. know, because you sure. just focus on saying, I'm sorry. Sure. And then we have the other side that we have to think about, and that's that victim. So if we get the victim, the idea that he can't be better until he hears the words, I'm sorry, because young children will start to get this, they'll get this pattern and they'll get it. They're like, well, he didn't say I'm sorry. And they come tattling to you, not because they're really hurt, but they want that child to be punished. And the punishment is they have to say they're sorry. So you have to watch that. Yeah. Part of that is we don't want to send a victim mentality. We don't want to instill a victim mentality in the child that's hurt. We don't want them to think I can't be better until you tell me you're sorry. Uh-huh. We don't want them to think, um, I won't like you until you tell me you're sorry. And we won't, we don't, don't want them to think, I'm going to stay mad at you until you tell me you're sorry. Those are all victim mentalities that if they grow up to be adults with those mentalities, it's going to cripple them. And it yes. can cripple them for life. Yes. So we start at very young ages and saying, 
I'm so sorry that you, you know, that this hurt you, but look at how, let me see, look at that arm. It still moves. Look at you. You're, <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. And, and, and this, he's really your buddy. So let's figure out how we can get along and what else, you know, you guys, and sometimes I'll say, give each other a big hug. And they'll be like, no. And then they'll yeah. laugh and they'll giggle and they'll move on. Yeah. And they're still friends and everybody's yeah. fine. I've modeled the empathy side. I've helped them understand what sorry looks like. I've given them a break, letting them move on. And I've also not reinforced the victim mentality in the child that was hurt. He's an overcomer. Does uh, all that make sense? Oh, Deborah, a hundred percent. I really, really appreciate your your long-term view about are we going to, you know, form them as victims from the earliest ages that seek revenge and vindication and all that, or are we going to show them that life goes on and that they can just uh, move on from this so long as they're seen and protected in a safe environment with an adult that has the big picture and, and is unifying the kids, you know, just exactly. That's, I love I mean, that's the thing. We have to be the adult in the room. Yes. It helps them see and navigate the process. Yes. And trust me, that child who got hurt, they're yes. assessing the situation and they're thinking, yes. I might not play with this person anymore because he hurts me. Right. That's different than saying, I won't play with him because he never said I'm sorry or I'm because I'm, I'm holding a grudge. He might, he might put up his own safety barriers, uh-huh. but that's different than developing a grudge or feeling like a victim or, or, you know, that's, that's taking action to, for self-preservation and that's okay. We all do that. Absolutely. So they're smart enough to figure out where they got to keep their space or what to do. So you don't have to worry about that as much as helping them not develop that. So you've got two sides of the coin going. You've got the child that needs you to model the sense of empathy, you model being kind accountability for what we did in a way that that makes sense to them and then you have the other side that says hey you're all right you can do this you can overcome this you can still have fun and be friends and make this work and be a happy person and so you've got to figure out how to get everybody to that place not to fix it not to make it like it never happened but to model all the things that they are processing that, that that will last them the rest of their lives and you're doing it one little tiny uh, incident at a time. <laughs> thank you, Deborah. Thank you. Deep, deep thanks for this wisdom. And thank you for all the children that you're growing up straight and strong. We'll talk well, again. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, thank you. Wait, thank did you, you want to say something else? Nope. No, 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 no. I was good. I was just going to say, I love being here. That's it. Thank you. I always oh. love talking to you. It's so much fun. You too, Deborah. You too. Maximum respect. same here thank you bye-bye so here we are with bill hotter again um hi bill hi hi (laughs) so (laughs) so our subject this time is um, apologies. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see your thoughts, learn your thoughts on how you create an environment where sincere apologies um, happen in your classroom. Yeah, I think that's an important question. And 
Yes. If we if we wait until some form of transgression happens and we're asking kids to make sincere apologies, if that's the time we try to teach empathy or model kindness, I mean it's a it's an important time to do that. But we have to go back to the beginning, in my opinion, mm-hmm. to the first day, first minute, first second, and truly be a model of kindness, of compassion, of empathy, mm-hmm. and. I mean, without that, the, the kids are not going to be able to to act in, in a way that they would create an authentic apology. Um, but even if you, you know, you create this environment, kids will still make mistakes, right? No one's perfect. So if uh, your classroom is filled with kindness, then hopefully the kids will act kindly. Uh, but I, I do think that when when some form of transgression happens, like what do we do? How how am I going to help these little five year olds, mm-hmm. these little humans? How are we going to help these little humans solve a conflict? Mm-hmm. And I mean, they have to trust me, and they have to trust the adult that's with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, each example is different. I, I don't have you know a clear cookie cutter solution to every problem. Um, authentic apologies, though, are really important to me. It's so common, right? When you hear a kid say, I'm sorry, you know, they're just, yeah. trying, <laughs> they're just trying to get rid of this problem so they can yep. go back to playing. Right. Make so, it go away. Yeah. Exactly. So we've got to slow them down mm. in a certain way because mm. they're so quick to give that apology. And the person who is receiving the apology you hear the five-year-olds, that's okay. They're so quick to accept it. Yeah. Right. So I really just want to slow them down. So uh, we've talked about time in before, like I'll sit on the bench with two kids and I'll just wait. I'm like, I don't, I don't really feel, I don't, I don't feel (laughs) really sorry yet. I'm just, we're just going to sit here. They're, They're ready to go play. I'm like, no, I want to sit here a little longer. <laughs> so, so trying to slow them down a little bit and um, like developing empathy is, is so important. And I'm not just waiting for that last moment to do it, but I am asking them to look at the other child. Do you see Jimmy crying? Do you know why he's crying? Mm. Have you ever been pushed off the slide before? Mm. How did, how did you feel when that happened? How do you think Jimmy's feeling right now? So I ask a lot of questions uh, to help them develop empathy. And then after, if they're giving me the right responses and we're developing, you know, a nice communication is going back and forth. I might ask them then, well, what, what can you do to make it right? And, you know, the apology is what they're usually, they want to say, right? Mm-hmm. So I could say, sorry. Yeah, that would, that could work. What do you, what do you think, Jimmy? Do you think, would you like to hear an apology? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they, if they say sorry, and if, if they say sorry, and it feels sincere and authentic, I'll turn to Jimmy and say, did you hear what he said? He said, sorry. Yes. Do you, do you believe him? Do you, believe- <laughs> <laughs> do you think he's really sorry? And like, if yes, like, yeah. And I'm like, I, I think I believe you, Jimmy. I, I believe that you really are sorry. Oh. And, and 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 this is taking time, right? And and yes. we we don't have any time, right? right. Kindergarten teachers, we don't have time, but right. we're making time. We're making this a priority. So we may be a little late to library, or we might not 
finished tracing the letter A that in that segment of time. But this is really important. And one of like how I usually end, you know, before they go back to playing, because it's usually on the playground where this is happening. I will say something like, well, Joey, if uh, you know, I know this is will be true if it doesn't happen again. You know, and like that's I want them to to leave like like, yes, you might make another mistake, but, you know, you won't be pushing him off the slide again, I hope. (laughs) So. That's oh. pretty much what I do. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful, Bill. I knew you'd bring something rich to this topic, this very important topic. Yes, um, very important. Very important. <laughs> and just making it real, because if it's not real, then it's almost, it's well, I would say not even almost. I, I would say it is counterproductive. Yes, yes. yes. Counterproductive so, for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you know me. I'm the uh, quick quick and and just say it and then let our listeners um, move on so they feel Mm -hmm. like they can just get these little tidbits and then we're always happy to talk to people more and um, do you have a web page where people can contact you or not yet or not yet that's a good idea okay (laughs) I like that idea (laughs) okay well good I do too so um, we'll talk about that in the future and then offer that in a future conversation yay it sounds great Nini oh wonderful Bill thank you again (laughs) thank you okay we'll talk soon talk soon bye-bye bye-bye